0: live from the community room of the Cedarburg Public Library in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. Oh, thank you. Thanks for the clarification. <laughs> I you're to make all sure. over it. <laughs> yeah, the Cedarburg Library moved from Oostburg a few weeks ago. It's nice. We're actually... Uh, Nothing going on in Oosburg. It's so quiet line, no. and calm. It's boring. It's <laughs> like you're every other white bird now. That's right. Whiteberg. (laughs) The other No fun. Oh, my. It's the Jack Henke Show, as if you needed any more indication. (laughs) Uh, 60 minutes or so of infotainment. (laughs) And uh, a few minutes of commercials, too, because uh, we got to eat. And uh, we have a wonderful show for you today, Halloween edition, as if every week isn't terrifying. Um, But this week is uh, hopefully... Who beat the shit out (laughs) of you? What the hell happened? (laughs) You look terrible. Actually, Jane, my we're, daughter, uh, really slapped that on this morning. Yeah, did she? She did. I told her to do her homework, and then boom, you know, you're like <laughs> Harry Potter. I'm not. I'm not like Harry Potter. I am. You Harry have the glasses Dad. too, with the tape Absolute in the middle. Tape in the middle. That was, I get it. This is such a nice. This throw, is funny. This is a nice throwback to sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly. You know, <laughs> you're walking down the hall. They sixth grade. The you were like that two months ago. That's well. You know. That's well. That's <laughs> so. We have terrific guests. One we do. One who's phoning in, and one who's actually here. Now, when you say phoning. In, it in
3: you don't mean she's phoning in she's not phoning, I'm phoning, it, phoning in. it in I do <laughs> yeah, wow <well>, you're consistent <laughs> but, so we got leslie kagan a uh a real life uh, writer like person and yes I, I, why is there not like a leslie kagan day parade oh here she's a new york times bestseller let's get for started sakes. all right
0: and oh, you know, Cedar, oh, so you want to get this going like on a political level? What the hell? Oh, Well, let's get, you know, it's, <laughs> Come on. if we start today, it'll, the parade will run in about 18 years from now, so that's good. That's about how long it takes <laughs> yes, to yes. Well. things municipally through. All right, some uh, of yes. those long kids on the council, I understand. <laughs> All right, so, and we have a wonderful singer-songwriter today, uh, Kelly Schmidt is well, wait, wait, wait. in the house. Kelly, how do you say your? <laughs> <laughs> Did I, I, I said
3: she's got to say it first. Do I mess up Schmidt? No no, 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 no. There are a lot of Schmidt's out there, so we got to get we gotta get Kelly her dude. You already props. dropped your S-bomb, so you said... No, she, well, you we're just you, getting warmed up. You said something up. about Schmidt earlier. I don't know. Was
0: that what I heard? But anyway, yes. Oh, she's never heard that one before. Absolutely. So...
1: <laughs> I've heard that a lot. That's, that's why I go by Miss Kelly with my students. Ah, <laughs> Miss Kelly is here today. We'll
3: call you Miss Kelly then yeah, from now on. That's better. Okay, okay. Miss Kelly, how do you pronounce your name, please?
1: Um, that It's Kelly Dupuis Schmidt.
3: See? Oh. Yeah. And that sets her off from the imposter Kelly Schmitz out there. <laughs> they're all over Facebook. There's, There's a lot right? of them out there. Yeah. There's a lot see, they're of they're imposters. There. They
0: have no talent. We got the <laughs> best, <laughs> talent. We got the <laughs> sitting right here. <laughs> we got the best one. That's right. By far. We're, we are so glad you're here. Thank you for coming yes. out to see yes. us. Yes. We appreciate
1: yes. you. Thank appreciate you. It's, it's wonderful to be here. Uh, we're going to do a mixture
0: of recorded songs with your
3: <laughs> arranger?
1: Yes. All right. Producer.
3: TFS. Terry and sweet.
0: There you go. Who is...
3: A show regular and favorite. and uh, Of the Brookfield effens,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think that's a tosa effin. <laughs> tosa
3: It's a family thing. You know, the Greeks do. So the next one, if Terry had a son, he would have to call it effin Terry.
0: <laughs> they, they do that. They switch it every, every generation. I have a son, and I call him effin Zach all the time, believe me. <laughs> wow. Zach? <See? laughs> Zach, are you tuning in? Get back to math. It's 12 o'clock. You're supposed to be dialed into math class. Right. Math class.
1: Math class. <laughs> I want the boy to have a career. <laughs> I want to be able to retire. What, what did a uh, North Carolina this guy? It comes. It's, it's a good day to sell math. He's,
3: <laughs> yeah, John Boy. He might John be calling boy. in at twelve thirty-five. It's a good day to sell. We're getting John Boy today too. Well, he didn't tell me that. hey, that's why I said we got to get. We got to keep this moving.
0: I'm overdressed
3: for that. No, well, thank God. I'm so glad you're not underdressed.
0: Which is because there's no facebook live <sighs> so yeah okay good stuff today we got a lot of stuff we do you have to talk a lot because i have to get kelly songs back to the computer i dropped them between i, years, I, so I believe I you get, did I get those tracks those tracks every, back every in, once so, in a while uh, just grunt uh, all right we're start.
3: we're starting from the from the top mr bob's under the bridge still needs a driver only every third dr- uh saturday and from about approximately 7 a.m to ten thirty p- a.m not p.m um they, they really need help. It's a great thing. I've said it before. You lose yourself in the service of others. And this would be a good one for anyone who has a free Saturday a month to go down and help them serve their homeless friends in Milwaukee.
0: Yeah, it's funny. when I remember people say, uh, what's it like being a co-host on the Jack Hankey show? I say, well, you lose yourself in the service of others. <laughs> All right. That, that mean you're going to be the driver? Well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Buy a bifocal. John, <laughs> President John, I think we've got one. That sucker's done. Very powerful bifocals. I don't know if that's such a good idea. <laughs> All right. And we have, we have our one and only sponsor, the Java House. Good stuff today, everybody. Excellent. Fantastic Italian roast from Italy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bulldog loves tall, dark Italians, <laughs> and
3: uh, bull, uh, Doc, you got a lemonade of some kind. A blue? Is it a blueberry lemonade again? I haven't had any yet, oh, but oh, it appears that way. It looks beautiful. Yes, it's very colorful. And this weekend, this weekend only, you're very. Your outfit is perfect for this Bulldog. Dollar off any size butter beer all weekend. A Java House Fall Tradition, delicious non alcoholic. Butterscotch apple cider concoction inspired by?
0: That would be the J.K. Rowling novel, Harry Potter. Absolutely. And the Philosopher's Stone, for Uh, those of you who want to be hoity-toity. And in addition to the special, I
3: hear J.K. Rowling is going to be there signing books at the Java House this weekend.
0: They're going to throw fruit. She's got a lot of problems right now. She's got some serious
3: PR issues. Yeah, well, I could could coach her up some. (laughs) Butterbeer at the Java House, among other things. Like a Higa is also wonderful.
0: I missed that. We'll have to to switch back to that now. Uh, I've been doing Italian for a few weeks. So uh, Lisa, if you're tuning in, Higa me next week. (laughs) You look like you've been higa Higa me ASAP. All right.
3: And this is a very special big, big, big announcement for one of the extreme friends of the show, one of our all-time favorites. Um, is winning an award from the Cedarburg Chamber of Commerce. Oh, here we go. The 2020 annual awards presentation, Thursday, November 12th. It's a virtual presentation. There's cocktails for the the hoity-toity before, only if you're invited at the Cultural Center. You know, and a lot of times these awards are, they're a sham bulldog. You know that?
0: I've gotten like six sham awards already in my life. As you said,
3: (laughs) you you always say it usually goes to the biggest local ass kisser. But... (laughs) They got it right. The title I'm going for actually. <laughs> you'd how win you, hands down. You know?
0: cheeks, cheeks down you'd win. Of course. Um, I can just imagine the award. <laughs> They've got it right
3: sometimes. Patty Hansen was the uh, another friend of the show was a, was a recent winner. But um, There's your phone again, Joe. Yes, I know. <laughs> Is that John? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> no. Not North Carolina. All right. This year, the award for the celebrated Cedarburg Citizen Award is going to Mel's Charity's own Ross Man Well deserved. Ross is on Mel's Board of Directors and is an official ambassador for Mel's. And here is a message from the Ross Man. Dear Mel and everyone, thank you so much for supporting me of this great honor of me getting awarded, and I can't do this without you, from Mel's Charity. That's how much it means to me, a lot. And I love that I've been doing it all these years at Mel's. This is so special just wanted to say a huge thank you for being there for me
0: that's love f- ross man that's fantastic isn't it he is that's... just it's
3: that is ross man it's in his words and it's just perfect i uh he
0: needs to come write copy for me, so I can deliver better messages here. <laughs> well, at maybe you would be Radio. better liked. <laughs> that could be. Absolutely. It wouldn't take much. I, yeah, you, I, you and J.K. can use him. A I need a staff.
3: <laughs> I just I need a full staff. And Ross, what are you going to do with him? When is he going to? He,
0: he, he's on the station. He is. Uh, we were Currently playing him at five, o'clock, five in o'clock in the rotation, which was uh, becoming a struggle because at five o'clock everyone's lazy. Front, you're, well, there's you're drinking not then. The opposite. Uh, everyone at five o'clock says, "So I need a break. You got to cover the desk for me, Jeff." So. <laughs> After being with you all day, I I, I, I I completely understand it. So, we're going to move Ross to High Noon, Noon noon O'Clock. High Noon. High Noon. Sounds like my smoke. That sounds like your Yes. (laughs) High Noon Mass. uh, We will be putting. uh, I think I saw that movie. Gary Cooper, right? Yeah. Um, And Cheech Marin. Um, So, uh, what about Tommy Chong? Yes. So, uh, Ross's thoughts, noon on CPL Radio, and we will start that on Monday. Excellent. Get that going. actually that will be right after the Nick Sella show, who is in the building as well, taking uh, taking video of uh, we are trying to go for a big chunky grant here for the uh, for the radio station, and they they want a promo vid. So we're I gonna, love chunkies. Oh, you yeah. don't see those anymore. Walgreens. Really? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> but,
3: well, it's Halloween. We got to ask this question. Okay. Well, Leslie, we're going to be one minute late. Doc, <laughs> what, what's your favorite candy or candy bar?
0: kit kat boy a lot of thought he took mine that. i'm, I'm on okay, an, <laughs> okay. <I was> <laughs> yeah you can't copy someone else <laughs> well perfect. you caught me off guard <laughs> yeah. so, uh, on this show <laughs> it's shocking yeah, yeah, at no 12 kidding. o'clock that's you your own on guard that's <laughs> that's your own fault <laughs> suckers beware uh you know snickers is manufacturing something in the last year and a half or so called the peanut butter snickers and it's pretty fantastic
3: give it a whirl you put a paragraph where two words could have done. So it's radio. It's peanut butter. Uh, monosyllabic
0: <laughs> does not work on radio, Jack. This is. I took two years to get you away from monosyllabic. Miss
3: Kelly, would you care to enter the fray? We well, won't. Ju- the bulldog
0: will leave alone and say whatever you want. You I can a, copy. You can
3: copy someone else too. Don't worry.
1: Anything, chocolate and peanut butter.
0: Like a yeah. peanut butter man.
3: Yeah, but <laughs> Sorry, I you're, had to say you're, 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 you're kissing up to the wrong like guy. You know, you're, you're kissing just, up to <laughs> the wrong guy. <laughs> he, so he has
0: no power. <laughs> My, I got I've got a new obsession. <laughs> oh really? It used to be Baby Ruth. <laughs> That's but, an old. You always accuse me of old geezer. That's an old man's yeah, candy bar. And you know what? What are you, 106 years <laughs> old, there, Hanky? <laughs>
3: Where'd you get that bit? God, recycled. <laughs> <laughs> but Baby Ruth. Chocolate, yep, yeah. starting to taste kind of plasticky. Isn't that, it doesn't taste
0: chocolatey. It tastes plasticky. I kind of like that plastic chocolate. Uh, though I'm into but that. But wait, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is much better.
3: Okay. <laughs> the promise of the baby Ruth has been restored through. If you say
0: mounds, I'm going to no, hit you. No, yeah. no, no. Those are great, too.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Chocolate-covered paydays. Oh, I can see They're that. They're fantastic. All right, all oh, right. And you
3: can get them. the hell do you th- find those? <laughs> Clark Station at Cedarburg. There we go. King size okay. Oh my god. Two of them for 333. They molars. Oh my god. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> I've
0: got this like <laughs> dental uh, nightmare this shlur. Feel like a lot of boot camp thing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. So there we go. All right. Do we got Leslie on the, nope, on the line yet? Not yet. Almost.
3: All right. I got one more thing. All right, keep it up. I got this email today. Okay. Greetings Reverend Hanky. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's true. (laughs) And this is, I'm reading it verbatim. Wow, it's been three whole months since you became ordained. Time flies when you're out there making a positive impact on the universe, huh? (laughs) (laughs) At at this 90-day milestone, we just wanted to check in and make sure that you have all the resources you need to become your best you. (laughs) Although weddings are exciting to be a part of, Becoming ordained Funerals are
0: even more fun. <laughs> wait, wait, wait,
3: wait. Opens, opens more, do- more doors than just being a wedding officiant. If they fact, say going to be in, really upset. In fact, your ordination gives you the tools to preside over all sorts of ceremonies, from baptisms oh. to, to funerals to house blessings to many other types of spiritual events. Some ministers even go on to start their own churches after getting ordained (laughs) by the Universal Life
0: Church! (laughs) Hallelujah! We're, send, we're sending we're oh sending you your first God. vial. Of, we're sending you your first vial of Kool-Aid. Uh, uh,
2: so,
0: so you got that to look forward oh to. Oh my goodness. See, I'm gracious. religious too. Wow.
3: And see he's, he he practices and, jackism. And, oh, I love jackism. I'm I've been bring, jack I've been jacker sized.
1: Better bring you a you've bible. You have been Jacked. Nah, we, we we don't believe in that stuff. He is struck thick. He has pamphlets. pamphlet. Cook
3: notes, cook <laughs> no. I just want everyone to remind everyone What a big day it is yeah. <laughs> yes. I, gotta, I, gotta call, I gotta call Leslie Oh yeah um, our, our guest is coming but I don't want her to think I've forgotten about her
0: No she's already calling attorneys I know She, she's <laughs> uh, she may not be a Jackist <laughs> 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 She may cease Practicing Jackism Alright you ready for her doc Phone, uh, phone, ready for the uplink. There, the doctor of communications, indeed. Oh, yeah, it sounded good.
3: Wow. Leslie, just t- we don't. We did not forget about you this time at all. Oh, very good. Yes, we we're just going through. You know, I in it's the, my three month anniversary since I became an ordained minister, and they want, oh, I... and they want me to expand. They want me to start doing funerals and baptisms and, and such. What do you think oh. of that? I could even start I my own that... church.
2: Oh. Wow. <laughs> she sounds underwhelmed.
3: <laughs> now, wait. but th- here's, I'm going to close it out with this last thing. That's why I wanted to call you because you, you'll enjoy this. Did you know we have a big day next week, November 3rd? And a lot of people think it's a big day just because there's some election going What's
2: on. What's going on? I, I haven't heard anything about this. Well, <laughs>
3: we are excited uh, to unveil a brand-new religious holiday, Oh, Universal ah. Life Church Day. That's ah. me. <laughs> <laughs> of which I'm an ordained minister. Uh-huh. We are inviting members of the Universal Life Church Ministries, like you, Reverend Jack, to celebrate <laughs> Universal Day with us by introspecting, organizing, and speaking up. What do you think? About what? About, about the, good, the good word and about every now and then. Oh,
2: well, there you go. I'm, well, I'm so, on to <laughs> second part. I'm, I'm, also, I'm, I'm, I'm also good with the first part, I guess. I
3: like good words. Uh well, welcome to the show. This is Les we we actually we were talking about you earlier. I'm sure you were listening because everybody learning. Yeah. <laughs> we It's a feature I, of the show. <laughs> I asked I, I asked Bulldog, why in the hell Cedarburg doesn't have a Leslie Kagan day with a parade and everything. For God's sakes.
2: I cannot tell you how long I've wondered this myself. See? Yeah. Reverend Jack I, I is really, on your side. I don't get it. I I truly and honestly don't. He, I mean he, you know, we have all these festivals. What they're known as the festival town
3: <laughs> yes. that's it Leslie Fest I like it
2: Leslie Fest like, there we go
3: that, that's even better than a per- Leslie Kagan day I like Leslie yeah, Fest
2: yeah I like that Leslie Fest and it would have to be... I'm totally on board with that
3: you could ride your bike yeah. to lead the parade I
2: could ride my bike and wave yes I've got a good I've got a good queen wave what
3: <laughs> so. you could throw candy in the old days not anymore but yeah. what uh, yeah. speaking I of which I
2: could have thrown candy now, now I'd have to throw something like masks <laughs>
0: yes it's cedarburg throw bratwurst
3: (laughs) that was bulldog every once in a while he injects something useless and if we're we're lucky it's only every once in a while but got uh, more but we should i mean here you are a new york's times best-selling author uh the best writing coach that i've ever encountered and oh
2: that's very nice and it's Probably true because I think I've only been your <laughs> writing coach. I'm the only one you've
3: had. No, you're so good at it. you've wiped out my memory banks of anyone preceding you.
2: <laughs> but okay.
3: but seriously, here you are. You how many how how many novels have you written?
2: Uh, every now and
3: then is my ninth. The ninth novel. Here we have a, a big time novelist here in this little Hooterberg in the middle of nowhere, and nobody knows about it. Not enough people know about it. Some people
2: do. I, yeah, I'm concerned as well.
3: You should be. Yeah. <laughs> <I Well, am? laughs> it's you're I'm, on the mission. I'm going to I'm going to take universal life day on November 3rd and use it for you.
2: A Leslie fest?
3: No, it can't be in November. What what day if you could pick a day, what day would be Leslie fest?
2: <laughs> oh gosh. Boy, I don't know. I'm going to have to get back to you on that. There are a couple already being, you know, celebrated throughout the United <laughs> States. <so. laughs>
3: well, we wouldn't want to coincide with those. We'd have to have our own here for Hooterberg. Yeah,
2: for sure. It's my hometown, you know. Oh, man.
3: It is. It's unbelievable. And thank you for joining us today. Um, we are here to talk about your new novel every now and then, but um, the, the other nine, I, w- I was just telling you the other day, I, I just finished Tess, and I that that's right up there. It's one of my top five books I've ever read. And it's just fantastic because it is touching. It's funny. Um, and, you know, I had a writing coach once who told me that Humor comes from sadness and pain. I can't remember who said that to me. but
2: mm, It I, sounds vaguely familiar. You
3: always said it comes from knock knock jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually
2: said, You're misquoting me. I said, Blippi cushions.
3: <laughs> Pull my finger, was my response.
2: It must be that other writing coach you've had.
3: <laughs> yes. Um, but it's amazing. You've been all over the country. You've lived in the big cities. You end up back in the burg, and you're still producing just great stuff. How do you do it?
2: Um, I'm not sure what my location has to do with anything.
3: It doesn't, because you'd uh, always be Leslie. But
2: how, Yeah, how? yeah. I mean, it doesn't... I think that um, writing is just such a huge part of me. I mean, it's just... I can't remember a time when I haven't written. So, it's just a part of me. Um, and so I will always write. I'm not sure that I'll continue the entire publishing part of it, but I will always write. I mean, it's just, it's something that I've always done. And you know, it's like anything that we've done for our entire lives. It's just, it's become, you know, part of who I am and, and how I express myself and uh, I really love writing stories, mostly because I love lying. And
3: then you should be a politician.
2: Yeah, uh, no, thank you. Uh, I can do that in the privacy. I can lie, you know, just right here in the privacy of my living room. So um, I don't have to. I don't have to go out and about. I think that um, I think telling stories. Uh, is really important. I also think everybody should write. Everybody. Um, I think it's uh, really good for everybody's soul. I think that you learn things through writing that you never learn um, by speaking or thinking. Um, To transpose your thoughts uh, onto paper, there's, something magical that can happen. Um, and I think everybody should write. I don't, you know, not books. I mean, it doesn't have to be a book. It just can be anything. Um, get up every day, write a little something. Put down what you're feeling. I think it's a great place um, to put down your feelings as well as your thoughts. And um, I don't think that everybody should aspire to publishing a book um, because um, it's not... It's not what it seems, let's put it that way. Publishing is very different from what people believe it's going to be, so I think that just to be able to write the beauty of writing um, I think that's sort of sacred
3: I'm with you with you um what where did every now and then come from what was the what started it
2: um Well, first of all, everybody should know in Cedarburg that it's actually the town of Summit, in which the novel is set, is actually Cedarburg. I mean, you'll all recognize some of the landmarks.
3: And Um, that's, excuse me, Leslie, but that's also true in Tess. Like, there's the Rivoli and the Edge of Town, you you mentioned, which are landmark. I mean, Edge of Town is no more, but for a long time it was. Um, And yet, it was Ruby Falls in Tess.
2: Right, Hooterburg is not a good name for um, a town um, when you're writing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's why I call it Hooterburg.
2: Um, it's very descriptive, <laughs> but it's not. I like when well, my writing is somewhat lyrical, and mm-hmm. um, a, a town has to have you know. There's you have to make hundreds and hundreds and millions of decisions when you're writing a novel, mm-hmm. and You know, from character names to story to plot to characterizations to um, settings to the descriptive passages. I mean, every word that you choose, you know, is a decision.
3: I read a quote from, is it it Neil Gaiman or Gaiman? How do you pronounce it? Gaiman. 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 He he compared writing to... Building a stone wall, where you put a stone in and it might not quite fit, you have to turn it a little and see if it fits, and maybe take it out and replace it with a completely new stone. And he—that's what he used uh, to compare. What he compared writing to, like what you just said oh, I about think making that's decisions. True.
2: Um, I think that for me, I mean, there's there tends to be ways to approach writing. Uh, it's one of these things that's extremely personal. mhm I have friends. I have lots of writer friends. Um, and we all seem to, there are certain things that we do the same, but there's a lot of things that we do very differently. So I think it's a very personal decision how you get those words down onto the paper. Um, for me, it always starts with setting. Um, this particular book, every now and then, took me three years to write. And, and I'm not talking about ten minutes a day. I'm talking four to five hours a day of writing. Um, It was a very, very um, difficult book for me to write. And I'm not, I still, someone said the other day, why? I I really don't know. Um, I think it was because there are so many things going on in the story. I tend to have a lot that goes on in my books. Um, But this story is about time. And it's about, hence the title, and it's about a lot of really... um, sort of important topics and things that are extremely important to me, and I think I needed to just show really, really a lot of extra care when dealing with them. Um, I also think that um, the concept of friendship is really important, and I would say that I'm not uh, a person, I mean, the girls within the story, I mean, have you have you um, given a synopsis of the story yet? Does, no, no. You know, I'm not sure where we, we, you're at.
3: No, we just, we just why don't you... Go ahead and fire away. I've got some reviews that I want to read of it, but if you could start with a synopsis, that would be great. Okay. Because I I, I I don't want to give too much away. You you decide that.
2: Okay. Well, I think, uh, you know, first of all, just the basics. Um, it's the story of um, uh, the summer of 1960 in a small town in Wisconsin called Summit. And when that summer begins, there are three girls— um, <laughs> who, who just knocked me out. Uh, I have fallen so in love with these three characters. And they're 11, almost 12 years old. They're right at that point in their young lives where they're sort of just beginning to blossom into uh, young womanhood. And they're, you know, <laughs> it's a very confusing time. Um, they've been friends from almost their entire lives. Uh, and every summer... They spend not in the house, not in their bedrooms. Uh, they live next to each other on the street. Um, they spend it in what I call the Taj Mahal of hideouts, and this is a treehouse in in uh, Biz's one of the characters' backyards. And you know they have very little. It was 1960, um, and kids back then, and I and I was a kid in 1960. Kids back then. I mean, the kind of, <laughs> very, very different. Um, we grew up pretty just running around doing whatever the heck we wanted to do whenever we wanted to do it. Um, there were, and that sense of freedom and security, um, that we had back then, although <laughs> not true, um, because so much of what goes on these days is exactly the same stuff that went on back then, mm-hmm. only we didn't know about it. Right. Um, I, I just that complete freedom. It's it's also there's also a heat wave going on, which which you know keeps this a little bit different this summer from the other summers. Um, weather is also an important part uh, of my stories, usually, as well as um, just the the feel of my books I have to have a very 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 particular feel. Um, I like to think that if you picked up one of my books, you will know that I'd written it and. It's just got, you know, I, I like to bring as much authenticity as I can to the story. Um, and what happens this summer is very different for the girls than what's happened every other summer. They're dealing with some, um, at first it all seems, you know, pretty copacetic. Such a great word, one of my favorite words. Um And they started off with a list of what they intended to accomplish that summer, go see horror movies at the Rivoli, Um, hang out at uh, the drugstore to get the gossip, Um, and generally just, you know, kid stuff. Um, One of their priorities is visiting the patients at the Broadhurst Mental Institution. Um, this is this is a kind of a, no. I don't know that I told anybody else this, um, and maybe you guys would know what this place was. But you know that big abandoned building on Lakefield Road, um, sort of at the corner of Lakefield and uh, sort of near the railroad track, closer to town.
3: Closer to town.
2: Yeah, it's a big abandoned building. It looks like a, like a factory or something. Um, and it's, it's kind of scary, and it started, you know, it was sort of a, like, I start, every time I'd see that, that building, I'd think, man, that is creepy. That reminds me of an old-school mental institution, and I, you know, I was very fascinated with the topic of mental health as a child because I was allowed to see way, way, way too many movies. There weren't any ratings back then, and the girls as well, the, the characters, uh, Liz, Liz, and Frankie and Viv, they're fascinated by 50s horror movies, who I know Jeff shares a passion. I have a passion about that time in those (laughs) old school horror movies. And the girls um, start out, you know, there's certain stuff that goes on during that summer, and one of them, it starts to happen at the Broadhurst Mental Institution when things really start to go off track. And stuff happens that they never would have thought in a million years could happen in Sleepy Little Summit. And... That's sort of the, you know, the general idea of what's happening, but there are a lot of other things that go on in the story too. Um, there's, you know, it's funny, um, because kids are naturally funny, um, and so if I'm, you know, writing it correctly, um, there should be some, you know, some stuff going on between them. There's a power struggle going on within the three girls, and we don't figure out why until later on in the story. Um, there is um, romance, there's romance going on with Anne Jean May. And there's all sorts of stuff, you know, topics in a, I address racism, and I address what life is like in a small town, and I address mental health. And uh, other stuff that's important, but instead of coming at it, you know, face on, I think just uh, living it and having watching the girls live it is probably the most impactful way to present stuff like that. Um, it seems to me that there are huge similarities between 1960 and even the 50s and mid 60s um, between then and now. I mean, it, in so many ways, we should be a lot further than we are, you
3: mean now and then
2: now and then we're we're just you know we should be a lot further than we are, yeah, in a lot of different areas and and that's you know thats I think probably was the genesis of um maybe some of the ideas I don't always know why I just I jump in, I get a setting, and I start to get a feel for. The voices of the characters, um, and then I just sort of jump in and see what the hell happens.
3: Yeah, it's it's a uh, fantastic. I started it right after tests. I'm just starting to get into it. Jeff, you've read the whole cover to cover, and
0: I it's their best. It's, I mean, It's, it's I not think better it's, than Tess. You, well, you may
3: tie test but it's I not better. I think we're going we're gonna to fight over that. That's good.
0: <laughs> At,
3: getting, you're getting rave reviews everywhere. But a, a couple things, as usual when you speak, you always make me want to ask three more questions for everyone you answer. And one of them is um, storytelling is your way to do it. And I, it's interesting now that another thing about today's world is that storytelling is now all the rage. In marketing, you know, they say don't just throw facts at them. Tell a story, and that's you're bringing up important subjects, but instead of preaching it, you're telling a story about it, and it's much, much, much more impactful that way, especially with the skill. I
2: mean, I think that you know that's just like for all of us, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, I think that when we experience something, and hopefully, if I'm if I'm doing my job and I'm pulling you into the story. These things will feel very important to you, you know, that I'm writing about. And, um, and you know, yeah, there's stuff that's, that's you know, crucial to me. Um, crucial things that are, you know, and, I, and I've covered them to some degree. Uh, I was thinking this the other day in most of my stories. And um, I, I guess I didn't really realize that until I started to look at all the different stories and mm-hmm. think about, oh, you know, I guess this is, you know, something. I think you'll find that. The more you read um a particular author, you'll start to see that um they'll they'll sort of come back to the same stuff that's mm-hmm. maybe at heart of who they are or what's important to them yes, um so yeah, yeah, yeah well, it's, you, uh, well it's and, important
3: and interesting what you just said, pull them in, and one of my my review and I had to stop myself during the thing. I was like, damn, I'm not it's so good and so skillfully done that I'm not, I feel like I'm not reading a book. I just feel like all of a sudden I'm part of something.
2: Oh, that's, boy, that's like, thank you very much. That's like the greatest compliment ever um, to be able to, you know, when I, I think when, when you write, I mean, it's difference. the difference between, I mean, I'm a huge movie person as well. So between movies and books, there's a difference in storytelling. I mean, when you go to a movie, um, you're you're supplied with certain things. <laughs> a setting and, and and costumes and soundtrack that help you visualize um, and believe uh, the story um, a lot easier than you can in books most of the time because you're only given the word. So as a writer, it's your job to make that feel as wonderful and as, as lush and as complete as you possibly can by putting stuff down on the page that brings the reader's own Imagination um, into play so that they then become part of the story. Um, it's so fascinating to me. I've done hundreds of book clubs, and when we sit around and we're talking, uh, the stuff that readers take from it are always reflective of who they are as people. You know, if you ask them to describe a certain character, um, they'll come up with something very different. Uh, from one another often, and or it'll jog some part of their memory or bring something about them to the page. Um, I think that the engagement of the reader within a story, um, like I could never, almost all my all my stories are written in first person. Um, I think that when you write in first person, it it really does pull pull people in more than if you're writing in third in a third person. So. I think that's also part of it. Um, it's just, you know, what's important to me, and that's, I think, that at the heart of writing, is to write what's important to you, what's meaningful to you, what um, you can feel proud of, and what satisfies you as a reader. I mean, I write the kind of stories that I like to read, pretty much.
3: Yeah, and that plays off some, another quote. I, I honestly can't remember who to attribute this to, but it's basically... The more you try to write for many people, the less people will it'll reach. But if you write for yourself, you will reach an incredible amount of people. It's, it's- well, I
2: think we all have things in common. I think we're all very different, but I think that there's at the heart of all people, there's like a, an invisible thread that connects all of us. And I think that there are things that are important to everyone um, to, you know, Oh, I can't say everyone, but to most everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think that that thread that connects us is is something that's sort of very spiritual, and it connects all of us. And so when we jump into a story, um, and if I'm telling you how I feel and how these characters feel, and these characters are expressing things, they have to feel very, very true. I'm sure we've all read books. We've picked it up and you've thought, uh, I don't know. <laughs> This really isn't working for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the thing with stories as well. Um, it can be about where you are at a particular time in life. It could be um, the writer's view is just not a view that you can relate to. Um, so there's, you know, there's so much that goes into writing. There's so, so, so much that goes into it. And and I am, I enjoy that. I enjoy just sitting there being extremely perplexed, going, "Well, my God, what's going on here, and where is this going, and um, what's happening with these girls, so um, I like the challenge of that, Um, so yeah, I mean, writing writing is, you know, telling a story so it feels very real to me, but it might not be the same thing, you know, I don't think it's the same way for John Grisham for instance, you know, he writes very plot driven stuff, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, those, the, you know, everybody is, you know, sort of drawn to certain kinds of stories, I think.
3: Well, we, I mean, the way you, hearing your passion talking about writing, it's obvious to me why your stories come across so real, because it comes through in, in what you write, and it's fantastic. In fact, I, I will say another compliment that I will give you is no one who ever is on a diet should ever read one of your books because the food is always so damn good sounding. I just got to the chapter on a Sunday dinner and every now and then where they're having oh, yeah. southern fried chicken <laughs> yes. and she talks about the mashed potatoes that she just folded some sour cream into. And I was like, oh, my God. And then even string beans sound good, for God's sakes. So you're a devil basically i like I,
2: food um <laughs> you're a devil and
3: i'm a minister i know a devil when i see one
2: <laughs>
3: so i'm calling you one
2: I, yeah I, lo- I i like food and the girls talk about food a oh lot oh my and god they, it's and, terrible um who's who's such a candy lover and then when they go over to the other side of the tracks into mud town um you know the food is very different over there um so there's I mean, there's some cultural stuff that goes on that um, that I'm not aware of ever happening at Cedarburg. So that's the thing about writing. I can just take stuff that I experienced as a kid, um, or when I, I, my daughter went to school down south, so I spent a lot of time uh, in Virginia. So I got to get a really deep sense of uh, Southern living. Um, and so Aunt Jane May is based on my experiences. Um, uh, during, for that time, you know, with that time mm-hmm. of my life. I think that, for me, I mean, I, I, I admire people who can write novels about, you know, 16th century Paris. Um, I'm not that kind of writer. Um, I have to have experienced something deeply um, in order to write about it, um, in order for it to feel very real to me, and for me to get any satisfaction out of it.
3: Well, it's fantastic. Because at the
2: end of the, end of the day, that's it. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can write stories. I can write lovely stories. And they can, you know, some people may not feel the same way, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, there are lots of different kinds of people in the world. And lots of stuff happens once that book gets out in the world. And um, I think that uh, some books might sell, some books might not sell. And that at the end of the day... Um, I have to have this deep, deep sense that this time that I've spent putting the story in the page means something to me, and that I'm proud of it. And I am.
3: Well, you should be. It's fantastic. And you where can people l- learn about it? Find it. Where is it for sale? What do you? Well, you can these? pick it up at
2: the library. Okay. Number one for people. Any any library, pretty much. Um, That's any no good. You got to buy it. <laughs>
3: Right? Any, any, in the independent bookstore? I'm sorry, I was talking.
2: Yeah, independent okay. bookstores anywhere, um, mm-hmm. online, anywhere. I mean, it's truly available everywhere. So, um, yeah, any yeah, anywhere it, you want to pick it up, there it be. Well, and um, it would be cool if people, I mean, it doesn't matter really, I mean, I guess, but I mean, I'm a big lover of independent bookstores, mm-hmm. um, and so many of them you know, as so much everything else is in the world right now, are, are on shaky ground. So um, I, tend to, I tend to buy my books at different indie bookstores and um, they will send them to me. And I know that um, not only can I look forward to getting a great book, but I'm also helping an indie store stay open. Um, I don't think we want to lose that culture. We do not. We don't want to turn into nothing but online people. Um, so yeah. So everybody, it's available everywhere. If you can't, you know, if you don't know an indie or there's the great one in Milwaukee, Boswell Books. My favorite bookstore in the whole world is Saturn Booksellers in Michigan, um, who is mentioned in the book. And yeah, so yeah, I mean, I just just go and read it. There's also the audio versions um, and the uh, voice actress who did them, I think did a really great job. Um, and, yeah, so it's it's everywhere.
3: Great. Well, it should be. And thank you very much for joining us. I wish you would be on time for once. And, oh. let's, try and let's try and get I'm that straight. I'm
2: working on it, Jack. I'm working on
3: it. <laughs> Any last words of advice for Jeff about trick-or-treating um. or anything?
2: Oh, gosh.
3: No, just a huge hug. Oh, God. Thank you, Leslie. You never hugged me. I <laughs>
2: appreciate that. Yeah, but there's a reason why for that you know okay.
3: I'm too muscular you're afraid
2: you yeah, got cooties man okay don't right. eat the candy well, cooties with the... we're back in
3: the 60s now yeah, yeah. you
2: got cooties alright hey sister. did you ever I never thought really that when I grew up that the biggest thing I'd be worried about at this age in my life was cooties
0: <laughs> yes the cootie virus is everywhere right now <laughs> we have to be very careful cootie virus
3: the cootie virus Co- cootie everywhere.
0: 19
2: oh. Yes. oh yeah you know one thing I do want to say while well, I have this Time. I wish everybody would wear a mask. That's what I want to say, so that I can stop driving around town getting kicked off at everybody who isn't.
0: You heard it here first, Cedarburg. Yeah, you better watch on, out. The mask lady, mask up or you'll wind up in one of her books. Yeah. I'm the mask
2: lady. this close to getting a megaphone and driving up and down. You don't need station.
3: one. Yeah, <laughs> and yelling at passerby. Okay, right. okay. Thank you for having no, me thanks today. Like, No, thanks a lot. No, thanks a lot. It was great having you. And, and keep them going. They're fantastic. So oh,
2: let me know about Leslie Fast, okay? Uh,
3: well, <laughs> the plans are underway. I got the smoking. Okay, I got right the smoking right. pulp on it. <laughs>
2: Okay, floats the whole thing. Floats.
3: All right, take care. Okay. Thank you very much. You're fantastic. Take care,
2: guys. Right. Take, take care. You. Thank you,
0: Leslie. Bye. Every now and then is the name of the book available everywhere. Like she said, I got the list here. You can do IndieBound, you can do Saturn Booksellers uh, Boswell here in Milwaukee, or you can even do Amazon if you have to go that route. That's fine, you know. I mean, great, great, you know. great reviews on Amazon. Doing very well, mm-hmm. absolutely. So Crooked Lane Books is the publisher, and uh, we have two copies here at the library—one in our Hot Picks and one in our. New release uh, section, and they're both out. So okay. <laughs> come on down and get it when you can. We'll speak in a hot pick. It's almost Kelly time. Well, we have to do a little bit of business here. Actually, I'm going to play one of her tracks as we go out to break. Song called "Ahead of Us." I'm Wait, sure you're familiar with that one. Do you wanna say, uh, <laughs> anything intro? we know about that one?
2: I- it's, no, just
1: play it. We're gonna roll it. Okay,
0: <laughs> shut like that. up and play right. it. We're playing ahead of <laughs> us. Uh, I'm gonna take care of all of our commercials at once, so it'll be four minutes of commercials. We'll come back with some live music. It's the Jack Henke Show on CPL Radio. We'll be back, folks.